It's really weird because it, it feels like the AFC North has everything it needs to be the best division in the NFL, but the American football gods keep throwing curveballs at them. Welcome back. Yes, we took a one-week break out. Couldn't find time last week, um, but it's worked out well because now it means we're not going to have a break before we get in to the good, good stuff of NFL football. This week, I'm joined by my co-host Jeff again, Brandon Morse. Brandon, how are you? Good, thank you, Ben. I enjoyed my week off, I must say. It was unanticipated, un, uh, unplanned, but yeah. you know... Life throws up its hiccups. And we keep moving. And we keep moving. We keep and moving. we've got everything then anyway. Pre-season's over. It yeah. is. Well, games are anyway. They've still got... Are they Are they resting this week then? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's week? a rest week, yeah. Mm. So, just as a bit of a, uh, uh, a disclosure, we are currently recording at the time of 53 men rosters being cut. It's being made, sorry. So, lots of people being cut. Ian Rappaport and Adam... Sh- Schefter and loads of others reporting as we go. We won't be considering any of these in this week's episode where we're going to look at the North uh, divisions or the next week when we're looking at the East. We're purely basing it on like star players, rosters, previous seasons. So the 53-man roster isn't going to affect us. Correct, Ben. Very that's, nice. I think that's fair to say. Let's, keep, let's get it going. We've got a draft to do in an hour's time. Oh, we do. Nice bit of fantasy, which... You never know. We may be talking about this year because mm. we don't know. Probably <laughs> yeah. not. So last time we started the NFC. So let's go back to the AFC, which is a really, really, really interesting division this year. Um, before we get into our predictions, my key facts for this are I, I really believe that this division is going to come down to the divisional games. They've got a nice, they've got, a, they, they all have nice schedules. They're very well balanced out. Um, we'll get a touch into it. A couple of them have a have a harsh run, but not as bad as it could be. Um, so, so I really think these divisional games, as I said, we'll touch on, are, are going to up in importance, especially in the AFC North. Um, I think the other thing on that is the, the battle of squad depth. We know what's going to happen with Browns. Um, the Steelers, they have possibly three starting quarterbacks who we know of. Um their defence is incredible. Offence, we don't really know about this season other than the quarterbacks. The Bengals, you know, they're coming off a Super Bowl, very young squad. So that's going to be interesting. And have the Ravens built an offence around Lamar finally? All questions we're going to uncover. And again, last thing before we get into our divisional predictions. I found this quote, Brandon, this mm. tweet this week in response to a pro football talk tweet asking about certain draft classes heading into this season. I'm going to read this to you. This came from at Pappy underscore golf uh, on Twitter, per source. Um, And he quotes, time to close the books on the 2018 draft. Pick one, Baker Mayfield, Browns. Paid him to leave this season. 
Pick three, Sam Darnold, benched by two teams, now injured, done. Pick ten, Josh Rosen, who was told to be the who was said to be the most ready NFL player in that draft class, has been cut by over six teams. Pick thirty two, Lamar Jackson, MVP, top one hundred player in twenty nineteen. Number one in that in that class. Led the NFL in passing touchdowns and has just got a massive well, is a is about to get an absolutely massive deal. Mm. And the reason we're saying this now is because three of those four quarterbacks have had an influence or are, st- or are still having an influence on the AFC North. Yeah. Um, and again, we will touch into that. I just thought that's a very interesting tweet that we could possibly come back to through this episode. It's a weird tweet. I think it shows where the AFC North has been over the last few years. Um, the Steelers, I mean, Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season yeah. since he's been there. The Ravens, like you mentioned, Lamar Jackson's elite. But it's been the Bengals and the Browns. Like Josh Rosen, what six six teams he's been cut from, and he's he was drafted four years ago. It's, it really doesn't. Yeah, it's four years ago. Um, I think that is the weird thing, like you say with the AFC North. It really depends on the close matchups with your own team, with your own division, because where it's been in the past, it's just there's there's no real correlation. There's no one who sticks with someone for a long time, like you see in other divisions. It's really weird because it, it feels like the AFC North has everything it needs to be the best division in the NFL. But the American football gods keep throwing curveballs at them, like yeah, yeah. this year of Deshaun, mm. Baker going, and then obviously very late on that. Joe Burrow not knowing whether he's going to be good or not, but then Jamar Chase immediately comes in and does what he does. Mm. It's just very interesting. Yeah, and I, I think on that, we might as well get into it. So do you want to lead with your predictions? Am I going 1-4 to four, four to 1? 4-1 four to one, as always. Number 4, I'm going the Cleveland Browns. Mm. Number three, I've got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Number two is the Baltimore Ravens. And number one, the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, so for me, Cleveland Browns, rock bottom. This is our slight change in our division. Number three, I've gone for the Baltimore Ravens. Number two, I've gone Pittsburgh Steelers. And number one, I've got Bengals. Mm. Let's start with the Browns. I think that's a fair middle ground for us. Where'd you start, Brandon? Uh, I've literally got one point because I think their season is based on one point. And that is, we now know Deshaun Watson has been suspended for 11 games, meaning their season, which they thought they were going to have when they signed Deshaun Watson, or when they thought it was going to be six games suspended, has probably completely changed, and all their all their targets have changed now, knowing that he's only going to be there for six games. First game back, he plays against Houston Texans, which will be quite interesting. Um, but yeah, they're they're in the mud now. Yeah, they, they, Deshaun was the only bright spark in this season I think and bringing him in um, their defence is okay they've signed in a few good players always but... already had Jadavion Clowney and Miles Garrett and yeah. great secondary but then they lose Jarvis Landry mm. not fantastic you're losing your weapons uh, you've still got Nick Chubb at running back if I'm not yeah and Kareem Hunt and wants Kareem out Hunt, yeah um, so I think their season's already folded now that's it yeah I, I think the, the key point I've got other than what you've already said with Deshaun and uh, fixtures is they've got to dig deep for this 11 games yeah. we, we know what their defence can do and what they, they can provide and the platform they can give for their offence but this is the one question I have for you on the Browns is mm. is there enough there in terms of what the offence has to get through these 11 games and put them in a position to compete for a wild card spot because realistically th- they're not going to win the division I think it's pretty much impossible I mean the AFC is tough this year 
I wouldn't be surprised if all four teams from the AFC West somehow managed to get into yeah. the uh, <laughs> into the playoffs. You got Jacoby Brissett, who's going to have to play them eleven games. Now he's he's an okay quarterback, but he's definitely not a starter. I mean, he, if you look at who he's learnt behind, he's learnt behind Brady, Andrew Luck, and Philip River. No, I yeah, I get that. I mean, in terms of knowledge of the game, it's not exactly a bad mm. replacement. He he played, I think it was seven, eight. No, he played the whole season when Andrew Luck retired early. Yeah. So he's he's been in a starting role for a team who wants to compete for playoffs. So does that factor in anything, or not really for you? Um, not. Not particularly. I think the reason he hasn't been a starter at any club is be- there must be a reason behind it that mm. no one wants him as their number one. There must be a reason why the Colts let him go or he got traded or whatever. Um, I think it's going to be so tough for the Browns to do anything this mm. year, or especially in the first 11 games. But then you've got to remember that Sean Watson has to come back. He hasn't played football in, would have been 18, two, yeah. 18 months. So that's the, that's, that's the other interesting thing. Um I couldn't off the top of my head tell you what who their receivers are. They've got Donovan Peoples Jones. They got Amari Cooper. Oh shit! They got and I couldn't tell you who the third one is. I don't know. But I know that Donovan Peoples Jones had a really good season last year, considering mm. he was fourth or fifth string. And I know they're trying to bring him up into the slot. So that'll be interesting. He was huge at Michigan. Was a massive... And Amari Cooper was yeah. obviously big for the Brown uh, for the the Cowboys. Um, in terms of fixtures, I think their season is literally going to be split into two. Their bye week is week nine or ten. I can't remember exactly, but I yeah, know it's one of them. Yeah. Um, which means your bye weeks before Deshaun comes back. Mm-hmm. But that was probably inevitable considering it was 11 games. Um, then they have... This is their last five games. Texans... So this is with Deshaun. Texans, Bengals, Ravens, Saints, Commanders, Steelers. In that group, there's only two guarantee wins for them, in my opinion, which is probably the Texans and the Commanders. Right, so you still got to compete against the Bengals and the Ravens, who are two, and the Steelers, who are three division. You got three division yeah. games, and the Saints, who are going to be pushing for an NFC spot. We know that. Yeah, yeah. That's really brutal to come back into, well, especially on top of the point of Deshaun not playing for eighteen months. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to be a real struggle. They need to already put the season behind them. Twenty twenty to Sean, yeah. That'll be okay in 2023. <laughs> Who would you like to touch on next? Would you like to touch on the Ravens or Steelers? Uh, we'll go Steelers, and I'll start off with here. Um, obviously, they lost Big Ben. Oh, Big Ben retired mm. at the end of last season after a fantastic run um, in Pittsburgh, spanning something ridiculous like 15, 16 years or something like that. Question is now, though, who is going to be the QB1? Is it going to be Mitch Trubisky? The man who's had probably four, five, six, seven different clubs, it seems, released by the Bills last year. Or is it going to be their new man? Kenny Pickett from the University of Yes, he of can. Kenny <laughs> Pickett. Yeah, I get it. All right. <laughs> I, was in, I was in a zone. Sorry, you're in a mojo. My um, bad. <laughs> the man from, univers- from Pitt University, he trained on the same complex as the Pittsburgh Steelers train. They've got what he know. He they've, they've seen him for three years. They know what he's about. Does he start the rookie or is it going to be the man of experience? Well done for covering that interruption. Apologies That's for that, okay. no for that broadcast inter- interruption. Um, okay. It happens sometimes. <laughs> he said something in the week about his way that he's approaching 
analysing his quarterbacks. And I can't remember what he said, but it didn't it didn't kick up a storm. But a lot of journalists in the media found it quite entertaining what he said. Oh, really? And it was it was something like um, an appropriate player personnel application or something like very technical, almost mm-hmm. almost unnecessary, but. Mike Tomlin, if you've watched any interviews, he, he's, he's quite jokey and you don't know yeah, necessarily, yeah. necessarily know when he's being serious or not in a regular interview. Um, so that was interesting. I, th- I think it's going to be Mitch Trubisky. From the reports that have been coming out, from what a lot of people have been saying, he's looking really good. Right. You know, He's had a season behind Josh Allen, which has mm. probably been absolutely massive for him um, in, in a franchise like that as well. Who yeah. The last, what, four years, they've been almost untouchable in the AFC East. So I think that's going to be huge for him mentally and for understanding the game and what he needs to do. Um, but then I wouldn't be surprised if as soon as Trubisky slips up, Pickett's in there. You know, we've seen it multiple times before with first-round picks. Um, he's the only first-round QB taken this year. Yeah. So it will be interesting if he doesn't play at all at any point. Um, I think they've had over pre-season really similar rates of playing. Yeah. Like in terms of... With ones and twos. Ones and twos. Mm. Um, so there's obviously still still a question that Mike Tomlin's got to decide and I don't think it'll be decided until it needs next to be. week. Really. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it is, it is going to be interesting. I think uh, the, one, the one thing for me is... Uh, I've, I've noted this down terribly. Um, we know they've got enough on defence. We know they can run the ball with Najee Harris and I can't remember who their backup was last year, but he'd even come in for the short gains and complete them. Um, but will we see the best side of Trubisky or a new side of Trubisky? If he plays. Uh, is there a best side of Trubisky? Well, that's what I'm saying. But will we see it? I mean, what, he took the Bears I... to two playoffs in his period there? Yeah. So we know he can do it. Mm. Yes, it's in the, probably a far more competitive division. But is there, a possible, is there a way that can happen? I think if he gets a chance to play, then I think he can. But I think they're, they're relying a lot on Najee Harris. Mm. They relied on him a lot last year, and they're relying on him a lot this year, especially because you've lost Juju. Yeah, they've still got what's his name? James Washington. James Washington on um, his wide receiver. Um, however, I think it's going to be the similar regime as to what they had last yeah. year. So basically, try and run the ball as much as much as they can. Yeah, I what mean, what do you think? What do you think? I, I I think there's a possibility. I really do. I think there's something there that could do it. However, we're gonna need to see him early. And I'll touch on that in a second. Actually, no, screw it. We'll do it now. They have a run of absolutely brutal games, really brutal games. So this is what I mean. Re- realistically, Trubisky's got three games to really find his feet mm. and show that he can do it. Because from October 9th, they play the Bills at home. Then they're away to the Bucks on the sixteenth. Then they're playing the Dolphins at home on the twenty fourth. Eagles at home on the thirtieth. Away at the Saints on the thirteenth of November at the Bengals on the 21st of November, and then home to the Colts on the 29th of November. That's you're, that's a brutal run. You're winning one game. I reckon I reckon they could do three, just purely because of how Mike Tomlin is as a coach. You know, we, we've already said it this episode. He's never had a losing record. He always finds a way to at least put his 
foot in between the door to give them a chance to so get into the playoffs. So you don't think playoffs. he's going to have a losing record this year? I don't think they will. I honestly think they're going to have a positive record just because of how well he knows. You, you don't have 15 seasons in the NFL as a head coach and not have a losing record unless you are so knowledgeable about the game. Bill Belichick didn't do it when Tom Brady left. It's going to be the same for yeah, Mike Tomlin and Big Ben. Possibly, but I think... You know, it, it. I think that's slightly different with Belichick. We didn't know if Brady was at, still at the top of his game or mm. we were fluctuating. Big Ben was quite clearly going downhill, yeah. and it, you know, for the last three seasons, it was obvious. So it's almost like Tomlin's been ready for it and just kind of waiting in the wing for it to happen. So, I yeah, I I I I see them going positive still. Their defense is probably the best defense in the league heading into the season yeah. on paper. You're maintaining TJ Watt. You've added tools around him. Mm. You're looking really dangerous on that side of the ball. So it almost feels like there's not going to be as much pressure on Trubisky or the offense as there has been at previous franchises for them. So I think that's where it's going to benefit Trubisky is that if their defense does the job well and they get a rhythm going before October because that's when their big block yeah, comes, yeah. then I think they're going to be in a really good place. Do they make playoffs? Was it too far? Oh, I, 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 as you said, the, the, I mean, the AFC West is just it's stupid, isn't it? And then, you know, you still got the Titans and the Colts, mm. the Bills, the Dolphins, and um, your boys, the Patriots. You know, I, who was it? One Mike Collinsworth or something who said there's thirteen AFC teams mm. who could go to the Super Bowl. I, yeah. I, I just think it's. I, I think they'll finish second, as I said, but I just think it's going to be. Really, really, really tight in that division. Let's go with who you think is going to finish third and who I have second. Uh, Baltimore Ravens. Um, I want to go straight into the schedule and to the reason and why I've got them second. Is they have the easiest schedule in the AFC North based on who they played from mm. last year. Um, but like you mentioned at the start, it comes down, like we said, the whole of last year again, their weapons. Now... How detrimental is it going to be for Baltimore? They haven't brought in any more receivers, really. And Andrews is going to be the key, basically, once again. And Lamar Jackson is just going to be relied on to run. Yeah, so my question to you was actually going to be, are, okay. we, are we going to see Lamar as a one-man offence yet again? <laughs> so it's actually worked out quite well. Just yeah. a different wording of the questions, really. Um, I, I think you look back at... Jimmy G and George Kittle, you look back at Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, mm. it's not unheard of that just a tight end relationship can do you quite well for a number of games. I think there was a moment, there was like four games either last season or a couple of seasons ago where Tyreek Hill was injured. Yeah. Um, Hardman and Pringle weren't playing incredibly well, so there wasn't really much for Pat Mahomes to go through other than Kelsey. Mm. Um, I, th- I think it will be okay for a couple of weeks. As you said, they've got quite a nice schedule. Their hardest block is in the last four games. Three of their last games are divisional, yeah. but they're not. It's not a harsh run. Um, in the long run, yes, I think it's going to be detrimental. However, a- a- again, as I said to you, I think it comes down to the depth of the division, mm. like it, as in for each roster. If they can give the receivers a platform that they clearly gave Hollywood Brown the first season he was there, yeah. and we saw his involvement. If they can find that with just two or three of their guys, build trust with Lamar, build rapport with Lamar. Then take some weight off Mark Andrews. Obviously, every team's going to know he's going to be the number one threat because he's a top three tight end in the league. But I, I think you, 
you're just going to have to be patient with the Ravens this year. If it gets to game five or six and we're still seeing Lamar as the main threat on his feet, I think then you've got to worry. But that's that's why I put them at three. But you're saying they, we need to be patient with them. We've been patient with them over the last two, three years. Yeah. <laughs> They're a great team. Well, they have a great quarterback. And an incredible defence. And incredible. They just don't have anything that he can do yeah. with it, really. I, I did find it weird that what? So they traded with us, obviously Hollywood Brown, mm. and they got in their defensive safety there from yeah. Notre Dame. I can't remember his name. Something, James Hamilton or something, maybe? Mm. Um and then they got in another defensive player in the second round. Yeah. They went quite defensive quite early. And this was arguably one of the best wide receiving calls of, of a draft ever. Yeah. From what every journalist was saying. So I, I just found that strange. As you said, it's... Are we ever going to see a roster actually built for Lamar? <laughs> I don't think we are. I don't think so. Obviously not. Um, yeah. I think... I, it kind of touches on that. I, I just don't see why... I don't see what they've really done for Lamar in the passing game I, they don't want him to run as much but then they're not giving him the tools to not run as much mm. so I mean they've what they've got their running back um, what's his name he got injured last year another double barrel name I'm going to tell you no it's... but he, he was good until he got injured uh, I don't know it, it just, doesn't matter anyway because no. Lamar just runs it just seems like they should just be called Baltimore Lamar yeah not Baltimore Ravens. I I I I don't know. Maybe, maybe Lamar's gonna be, uh, not Lamar. Maybe Harbaugh's gonna be in the hot seat this year. Mm. Maybe he's gonna be part of the sack race. Yeah. I don't know because they surely they can't keep just missing out or just get into the wild card round and then losing. I I just see that's the thing. I I just don't they, know how with that roster with that strategy they finish second in that division. Easiest to, easiest run. And you've got a rookie at quarterback. No, but no depth. No depth on the offence. We were just saying that neither do the Steelers. They got Najee Harris. Yeah, but I think that's still more than what... They've got Lamar Jackson. Yeah, and they've got <laughs> and they've got James Washington. And they've actually got a QB who's going to be able to do his job. And you've got Mark Andrews, which will allow the QB to actually do his job. <sighs> hey, only time will tell. Only time yeah. will tell. <laughs> it's your favourite it's, it's, it's only one place difference anyway. <laughs> yeah, But we true. still have the same team number one. Yeah. So this leads us on to the final place with the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I'll start off on this. Um, I don't think I've ever been so excited to see another team other than the Cardinals play. I think Burrow and Chase now have a season under their belts where they've got to a Super Bowl Jamar Chase was Rookie of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, yes. Yeah. Joe Burrow, arguably in the MVP conversation. Mm. Joe Burrow was our MVP. For what was our MVP podcast? Yeah, he was. Um, Which I think counts. It, anyway. It's it's mouth watering. I cannot wait to see these guys with a season under their belt after a Super Bowl appearance come out and get it. Mm. In a division they know they can win with the schedule they have, with the roster they have. Yeah. It's young, it's youthful. I I, I almost think it's going to take a whole lot of Zach Tay to fuck it up for them not to win the division. Really? Yeah, I do. My only only concern is the classic, you've got to the Super Bowl, you've lost, you then go 7-9. and That's my only concern. The 49ers did it, the Rams did it. The Seahawks did it after they lost to you boys. The Falcons did it after they lost to you boys. It's happened more than probably not. Uh, that 
in recent years, it's happened more than probably not. Yeah. That's my only concern. Um, <clears throat> I think you're, I think you're absolutely correct in saying about the team and the roster and everything like that. Um, in, I'm not as concerned about them or Zach Taylor messing it up. I'm concerned about. I mean, we see it in football in the UK when there's a new team who improves very rapidly. Let's take, for example, Leeds United. Mm. For our American listeners, if there are any, they came up from the division below, did really, really well, and then the next season didn't do so well. Dropped quite a lot. The problem that the Bengals have, they're that new team. Now, you didn't know what was going to happen. Joe Burrow at quarterback, Jamar Chase in there, CJ Uzoma, no one had fucking heard of him before. T Higgins. T Higgins. Now... Teams can suss out what these players do, how they do it, their game plans, and they can exploit that, and then they can win. That's my concern with it. I don't think it's anything that's going to be bad from the Bengals' actual team or side of that. I think there are going to be just teams out there who can crack the Bengals open. I know it's slightly different because Joe Burrow and Chase had a relationship before entering the NFL. Because you not argue that was the same instance for Justin Jefferson with Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen with the Vikings. Justin Jefferson came in, beat all of Randy Moss's rookie records over in mm. Minnesota. People then said, oh, it's going to be easy. They're going to lock him down. Yeah. And he still produced, what, over a thousand yard receiving season yeah. last year with over six touchdowns, seven touchdowns, eight touchdowns, oh, whatever it was. Of course, they can, they, of course they can go like that and Jamal Chase can do the numbers that he did last year. But there is that factor when a new team gets good really really quickly mm. there must be a reason behind that and it could be down to a different game plan that the coaches used or how they play and they now understand how really Jamar Chase has adapted to the NFL um, I'm not saying that's going to happen I'm just saying that's my risk with that is that yeah, they can be found out I can see it I think, I think it's going to be interesting but I think they have got a new tight end. I can't remember who they bought in because CJ Azamoa went to, to, the um, to the Jets. T. Higgins was really good for them last year when mm. Jamar was in double coverage. So they're still exciting. Joe Mixon played incredibly for them. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, what? I, I, they actually did a little section on him um, through uh, inside training camp. Right. And the season, Burrow's first season, he, he got injured in the second week. He then went into their dressing room and apologised in week 11 or 12 when they knew they weren't going to get playoffs. Mm. And he said, I feel like I've let you all down. I feel like this. I think that's one guy, right, who I don't think at that time he was even a captain of the team. He was in his second season and he's come in, he's apologised to all his vets, all of his rookies. And in my mind, I think that's the mentality they all now have. Mm. And they're going to all be sorry for one another for losing the Super Bowl. Yeah. They're all going to feel responsible. They're still youthful, you know, so it's not like it's a win-now attitude like mm. it was for the Rams. So I think they're going to be a hell of a team to watch yeah. this season. Um, just a really quick touching on their fixtures. They have the hardest schedule in the AFC. Right, so they, they have a run. Again, a four-run game. Run. It's only four, uh, two divisional games, uh, both at home, which is really good for them. But it is quite brutal. 21st of November, they're playing the Steelers at home. Uh, 27th of November, they're playing the Titans at home. 4th of December, they're away to the Chiefs. 
And 11th of December, they're at home to the Browns, where the Sean will be back. Mm. So I think that's the Sean's second game back. Right. So if he's found his mojo, that's that's going to be a hard game. Yeah. That's going to be a hard game. But I I almost that AFC West division. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But I I wouldn't be surprised if they pull something off. I really wouldn't. Just because of the young spirit that they have and what we saw in the playoffs last year. Yeah. One more thing, they need to sort out the offensive line. Joe Burrow got sacked seventy yes. times last year which was the most in the NFL by a country mile. Mm. He's lucky he didn't get injured for a prolonged period of time, which, if that happens again, like he, like he did in the first his first year, he was injured for, what, seven, eight weeks or something. Yeah. If that happens again, they are screwed because they rely a lot on Joe Burrow. They need to sort out the offensive line, sort out how you keep him safe. Nice, quick little link yeah. into our NFC. If you had to pick Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson, who are you taking? Um, I will go Jamal Chase. I'll go Jamal Chase. He's done more. <laughs> so that leads us really nicely into our second division today. We've got 25 minutes. 25 minutes. Let's not rush it. Let's get everything right still. NFC North. Key fact for me before we get into it, I believe this is going to be a wild card run for the Vikings and the Vikings only. We'll get into that. And secondly, I think there's three standard brackets within this division. We will get into that. Okay. I don't really understand what you mean, yes. but we will we, talk. So, four to, four to one. Number four, the Cleveland Browns. Oh, this is Cleveland Browns? Just did that one, mate. Chicago Browns. Chicago okay. Bears. What was that about getting things right? <laughs> yeah, my bad. You were rushing me. Uh, number four. four we'll refresh. Number four, Chicago Bears. Number three, DC's Detroit Lions. Number two, the Minnesota Vikings and number one, with no doubt, Green Bay Packers. Yep, exactly the same here. Four to three? Four to one, sorry? Uh, Bears, Lions, Vikings, Packers. Perfect. So this is what I mean by I think there's three standard brackets in here. I think you've got the Bears and the Lions who are going to be fighting for third and fourth. Mm. Probably not really fighting, but there. Yeah. I think the Vikings are by themselves. I think they're too good for the Bears and the Lions, but they're not touching the back, the Packers. Yeah. And they're going to be in the run for that wildcard place, especially in the NFC. We know how open it is. Yes. Um, and the Packers, they're just... they still got Rodgers. Mm. <laughs> I don't care. You know, you could put fucking David James, if you wanted to, as a wide receiver out there. And I'm sure Aaron Rodgers still put the ball plumb <laughs> where he needs to. Um Let's get into it then. Hmm. Do you want to start with the Bears? Um, Chicago Bears. I think a main priority for them this season is how will Justin Fields look. He had a decent season last year. Um, probably was... I don't even remember their record last year, but we had so many quarterbacks come into the league. He had like Trevor Lawrence, Matt Jones, whatever, Trey Lance. I think he was, he was good, but he does require a lot of running. Which is, again, a problem which Lamar Jackson has, which I think they may have. I, I think that's slightly harsh because of the team that he had around him. I know he had Alan Robinson, mm. but there wasn't really... And David Montgomery. Again, it's not... And he didn't have the experience where he... he that Yes, it's a very similar situation to Ben Roethlisberger, but Ben Roethlisberger had this, the, the understanding of the NFL, how to read defences. Yeah. Justin Fields got chucked in the deep end with a pretty shit team. Yeah. Um, I think it's the most obvious NFC rebuild this year. Mm. I think, uh, you know, in terms of the AFC, I think it's the Texans. NFC, I, I truly believe it's the Bears. I think they're quite obviously rebranding, really. They have a whole new front office. They have a whole new coaching staff. 
and probably a whole new system completely focused around Justin Fields. And quite yeah. frankly, why wouldn't you? Because as you say, he's like Lamar Jackson, mm. but he's also like Russ. He's yeah. got a great arm on him. He doesn't always go through his legs like Lamar does as soon as he panics. So it's going to be really, really interesting to see them uh, build a team over the next three years, realistically, around Justin Fields. Mm. Um, they have no big names. That's yeah. my issue. They've got no big names. Got rid of Alan Robinson. That's my issue as well. That's why I've only played fucking the yeah. Alan Justin Fields look. Shaquille Davis, I think is his name. Their linebacker. He's he, who was their star linebacker last year. Right. He's asked to go. Their best two uh, defensive tackles have gone. Mm. They, they, it doesn't really feel like much is happening over there, but that's what happens in the beginning of a rebuild. Yeah. So I'm not surprised. Um, last little bit for me on, on the schedule. Don't be surprised if they actually have a good record, in, in my opinion. Okay. They've got quite a nice schedule. Um, they're playing the Texans as well at some point through the season, which mm. will be quite an interesting match, you know. Will it be a repeat of the Jags versus the Jets two years ago when both were fighting for the, the <laughs> number one spot and then the Jets they won, won the game <laughs> yeah. despite they wanted to lose? Then Greg Williams, as the defensive coordinator, lost his job after that game, which I'm not really surprised by. Um, that'll be interesting because I think that's quite a late game. So that'll be interesting to see where the teams are at, both mm. rebuilding, both quite clearly the bottom two teams with the Falcons. Yeah. Um, not really much more to say on the Bears, I feel. Um, I totally agree. So They're very meh rebuilding yeah I think a nice way to put it oh I've got lots for the Lions have you yeah I'll, you can kick off then so if you haven't been watching Hard Knocks I don't care if it's an illegal stream NFL Game Pass Sky Go get watching it it is so good we've seen the fight in the team naturally just watching the season last year but through Hard Knocks is only added to how much passion the coaching staff are putting into their players in the game their staff are leading by example in terms of mentality and spirit. First episode of Hard Knocks, you learn about the defensive coordinator and the, off- and the offensive coordinator. Can't remember their names. One of them's Aaron Glenn. Right. In- incredible, one. incredible human beings. Oh, yeah. Off the pitch, you can see their love for one another. They watch film together. They break with each other all the time. When they're on the pitch, when they're going, or the field, I should say, when they're going against each other, they're basically spitting at each other mm. with their with their vocabulary, yeah. with their aggression towards one another, and that's only going to build the energy in such a positive way that we ended up seeing actually of their running back crying yes. with with the breakdown yeah. of, the, of the huddle. I think that's going to put them in unbelievable stead cognitively for the mm. season. Um, are they exciting though? I think it's a tricky one. Mm. I don't. You see it like what you say in terms of the coordinators basically spitting at each other, going really like ham at each other. And you see Dan Campbell as a coach. He's so personable. He goes around every player in the morning. Joins in their forfeits. Yeah. Yeah. He does everything that you'd want a coach to do. He's not like uh, sit back and just be like... Let it it unravel. Like some people who uh, just don't really have any personable skills. But... Is this an app? That's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a really personal guy. I can tell why the players love him. I can tell why the players work hard for him. But your question was, are they exciting? The actual talent doesn't show to me. They've got Armin St. Rob Brown. They've got Armin Ross St. Brown, sorry. They've got Aiden Hutchinson. They've got yeah. TJ Hawkinson. They've got um, DeAndre Swift. It's, mm. it's not a bad team. There's a no, really nice no. call there. But there isn't much. You got Jared Goff. 
Yeah. Why? Why, yeah. why have you kept him? He's so boring yeah. as a person and as a, as an NFL player. I've got a really interesting point here. Um, I don't know if you remember Chase Young getting picked in the 2020 draft, number two overall, to the Washington Commanders. I know of him, yeah. The Hutchinson pick feels like that to me. Mm, should be number one. No, no. Or the pressure. Not, no, not okay. even that. They're both young. Okay, they've both come out. So, let me restart this, sorry. Both number two overall picks. Both defensive edge rushers mm. coming out of two highly known defensive colleges in Michigan and Ohio State, respectively. Um, they're both going to really weak teams, which doesn't feel like much growth is happening. What, for themselves or for... For the, for the franchise. You know, we said that the Lions were rebuilding last year. But they've bought in no one. They bought in DJ mm. Chark on, on receiving, who was in Jacksonville. Yeah. It might, that's not really a go. Or Chanel, I can't remember which one it was. It was either Chark or Chanel. But Chark. All right. It, 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 you know, that that's not someone who's going to change your franchise around. It's like the Commanders. Yeah, they have McLaughlin and the other guy. Uh, I can't remember his, his name on the receiving side of it. But who else did they bring in in the offseason? They didn't do anything with it. And it just feels very the same. I don't want Chase Young and Aiden Hutchinson to be wasted. Chase Young went completely under the radar last year. I don't know about his statistics. That could have been because the he franchise. Injured, Sorry? Oh, he was injured. Oh, he could have been. Right. But that's my worry. Is it, is Hutchinson just going to follow the footsteps of Chase Young being in Detroit? Well, that's that's the tough thing of being a good player. <laughs> you always have to go to the shittest teams. Mm. And then somehow revive them and rebuild them. Trevor Lawrence, he, like we mentioned, yeah. meant to be the greatest ever college player to come, out. come to the NFL, mm. and he's team won two games last yeah. year. That's just the way it works, and if Aiden Hutchinson, if he's good enough, he will get noticed still, even if the team's around, because we've got to remember still, it is NFL and American football is a game of two halves. It's not like <laughs> football where... Well, two sides, I mean. Yeah. It's not like <laughs> not like football where if you're a centre-back, you can still try and make an effort up front if yeah. needed. With this... You have your set position. You have to have that. And you mm. can't influence the other side of the game. So, when Aidan Hutchinson's contract runs out, if he decides to renew it or um, go away, if he has the stats, he will get picked up by a great team yeah. if they need him. I, I, I actually almost hope that the Detroit Lions get a top five pick again so they can get a quarterback because yeah. the core is there. Mm. It's an exciting core. Jeffrey Okuda in the backfield. You still got Pin I saw who's up, uh, who's in the yes. O-line. The core's there and the core's young. You just need to do what, um, what the Jags are doing, what the Cardinals did because the core's there. Now just go and build the final little pieces around it and yeah. you could be so exciting. Last thing on them is, is fixtures. They have a schedule to prove everyone wrong. Yeah. They have eight games that they can win, or at least a 50-50. The Commanders, the Seahawks, the Bears twice, the Giants, the Jags, the Jets, the Panthers. You should be winning a few then. And again, this is like the Bears. This is why I've put them above the Bears, because there's some games in there. That's, that's just under half their schedule that they could win yeah. eight games off. Well, we've got to think as well, last year... I they, think it was something like seven or eight games. They only lost by three points. And they beat us. Yeah. So if they can do that, beat the big teams, Every and then week, yeah. follow those games up, they'll be in great stead. And mm. they could finish by the Vikings. Mm. But 
Go on, talk about the episode <laughs> Um Not much on these guys. Is Kirk Cousins really the guy to take the Vikings into the playoffs again? If so, is it a deep run? Um, no. I think they, they struggle with cap space this offseason. It looks like they're trying to rebuild. They got rid of Mike Zimmer as head coach, seven, seven years head coach, and he's been replaced by the Rams offensive coordinator, Kevin O'Connell. Um, highly spoken about. Highly spoken really about. Really highly spoken about. But it seems like Minnesota are a club which want to rebuild, but can't Hanging really... Hanging on to the past. Yeah, they can't really rebuild. Um, <laughs> Can we bring better Favre than Randy Moss back? <laughs> <laughs> and Thingy's part of that. What's his name again? Just forgot it. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. He's part of that, where they're like... Hanging on. He is good. He's not... Too, he was well, like, yeah, we gave him a load of shit last year, yeah. but then we saw the stats. He was like top five or whatever. For Seven, yeah. Top whatever for passing yards and touchdowns, whatever, things like that. Um, Went to the Pro Bowl. Indeed. So... I think... They may get... I mean, we've both put them second, so we're already thinking that they could get a wild card spot. Yeah. Um, I mean... If they do get there, I don't think it's going to be a deep run, though. The thing is, they they had a really good free agency. Mm. They bought in, like, two Packers defences in Zadarius Smith, and I can't remember the other one. I think he's a cornerback or a safety. They've... I don't really know what they've done on offense, but the key thing is they've kept Adam Thielen for another year. Mm. They've still got Dalvin Cook. Obviously, Justin Jefferson's still on his rookie contract, so he's not going anywhere. You've got a really nice spine there. And yeah. obviously, the, the stats that Kirk Cousins had means that their own line were clearly doing the job as well. Mm. So they've got everything there. Um, it, it will be interesting. But they have a really well-balanced schedule as well. But will they close out the games that they should have done last year? A prime example is against us. It was like week two or week three of the season, or maybe even week one, and we won the game 33-32, I believe. Right. And they had a final drive where they were 20 yards out or 30 yards out, and their kicker missed it Mm. to win the game. So are they going to actually close the seal on games where they have the chance to? Yeah. That's going to be really interesting to see because, Mm -hmm. as you said, the NFC is open. It's, yeah. it's it's more than it's I think the NFC is going to be who's hungriest or who's going to try the hardest to go and grab a spot and get it because it, it's really 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 open mm. it, especially compared to the AFC oh, of course <laughs> of course you lead us on to the Packers Brandon uh, the Packers the MVP returns two in a row can Aaron Rodgers make it three in a row uh, I reckon he can really I think if you look at the title of the prize is most valuable player. Yeah. You look at who he's got around him. If he produces with who he's got around him, which I'm not going to knock him down for because he's done it time mm. and time and time and time. It could go on for an infinite amount of times. Yeah. Again, we know what he can do. We know what he can produce. So I wouldn't be surprised if they get playoffs, he gets MVP again. Is Defonte Adams... Him losing Devontae Adams, is that going to ruin their Super Bowl run? Uh, I'm going to possibly say a unpopular opinion. No. I think no. you've got to look at the history of who the receivers who have come into the franchise, what rounds they've been drafted. Devontae was round four. Mm. And he's worked with Rodgers to turn him into a beast. Yeah, the highest I think the highest receiver they've got in terms of round picked is the one they got 
this year in round two or round three. <laughs> it's the highest. I know. On, as bonkers to me. They got Adam Lazard, who's stepping up, who, who did mm. well for them last year. Yeah. When again, Devontae Adams was in double coverage. I think, yes, obviously the receiving core has a big question mark over them. But, as I said, he's he's got a history of giving small names the ball yeah. who are then making big plays. Mm. So, I I don't think there's much worry. I think they'll go deep in the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised if they get number one seed in the NFC again. Maybe, possibly between them and the Rams. Um, and the Bucks. Mm. But, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's going to affect them. My only thing is, is, is this truly, truly the Packers' division? Is it their division? Do you think that this year there's going to be any challenge? No. No? You think it is theirs to take? Yeah. yeah. I think it's been theirs to take over the last three, four, five years. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. why they've done it. I think you're spot on. Final, <laughs> final thing, their schedule. Yeah. They have a really, really nicely balanced schedule. They oh, really? Ha- they haven't got more than two challenging games in a row. Okay. So th- that this could be a good season for mm. them in terms of young receiving core, not big name receiving core. Yeah. We know the Packers defence is always going to be good. That's just the history of the sport, for Christ's sake. So I, I don't think we're going to need to worry about the schedule. I think mm. they're going to... They'll obviously lose two or three games here or there, but the Packers, the Packers, and as long as Aaron Rodgers is there, yeah, you ain't got to worry. Uh, that wraps us up. Real good. So, here comes the question that we end every week with: two teams from today who get into the Super Bowl. I thought there was only one team. One team. One team. I'm going for them Cincinnati Bengals, boy. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Interesting, eh? Yeah, I'm going to go Packers. Are you? I am. I was obviously debating between you. <laughs> I just think... The Detroit Lions, Dan Campbell, do us proud. Next week, I might go rogue, just to piss you off a bit. But actually, you know, the Bills are there, so we'll see. Yeah, join us again next week. We will be touching on a final region before our first game of the NFL 2022 season kicks off. The listeners still don't know what our schedule is either. They don't, but they will find out next week. Yes. Follow us, hear us next Thursday morning and for the NFC and the AFC East, we wrap up with Mackie Jones and the New England Patriots. Oh, I love that.